0: The following podcast contains strong language, adult humor, and opinions that are solely that of the host unless stated otherwise and should not be taken seriously by anyone. Listener discretion is advised. If you're easily offended, sensitive, or under the age of 18, please just stop listening and go do something else. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Microphone check one, two, three. Hey, I'm always screaming, why? Why? Hi. <laughs> Microphone check one, two, three. Welcome, welcome, welcome. One, welcome all to Anthony Gaston's The Be Mike Podcast, episode 33. I want to say 33, yeah. Just moving, we're just moving. The train is just going and going and going. It doesn't stop. We're on all, all these episodes. It's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Why are you just popping out episodes, man? This isn't a baby. Stop it. What are you doing? Uh... God. <laughs> uh thank you so much for joining uh my mental health podcast i love it i love it <laughs> again it's yeah. anti the big mic podcast episode 33 yeah one more round of applause so many round of applauses. we never stop it just, oh god <laughs> okay thank you thank you again for coming and uh one more non-ironic round of applause uh, so on today's episode uh i got a f- couple different topics to discuss uh you know we're we're gonna do this thing you know we're gonna we're gonna make it a mental health podcast you know I want to find my niche in this field, you know? I'm like, hmm, what do I want to talk about? I'm not really all that funny. Uh, (laughs) And I don't really want to just talk about, like, anything. Uh, And I kind of want to be able to, you know, have like a go-to subject, you know? So it's like, what do I love? the most you know this is what i have to ask myself these are some things i have to discuss what do i want this podcast to be about and i had to sit and think and i pondered for quite a while you know i pondered on and on and on and i just kept telling myself you know mental health you know mental health it's such it's such an important topic today you know did you know did you know that over 8.3 percent of u.s adults are living with depression that's that's terrible that's terrible and you know i figure if there's anything in the world that i can do you know It might be able to help some people. Maybe not like all of you guys, (laughs) but like one or two? Maybe? You know? (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But you are going to notice some quality of life improvements to the podcast, you know? So you may notice some things like better sound quality, you know? Uh, You may be noticing. In episode thirty-two, and now moving on, including this episode and moving forward, you're going to be seeing some podcast chapters in the description with some timestamps, as well as on Apple Podcasts. There's an actual chapter list, so you're always yo. Know, some things are changing. Some things are changing uh i'm debating whether or not i want to create a podcast email for you guys to send some feedback to you know i i think that'll be great to get some 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 listener feedback you know i'm i've i've been mentioning it briefly on some of the previous episodes but i think i need to make it a little more clear concise and apparent i am looking for your feedback okay so i will most likely be putting an email in the description for you to submit private feedback if you would like to do so i personally appreciate it a lot okay and with your feedback you'll be getting shout outs on the pod and you know more and more love from me hopefully you love yourself more than i can uh, because my love is very, very limited, okay? It's, it's only a small amount of love, okay? It's not too much love that comes out of this body, but, uh... <laughs> if you give me feedback, like, I'll love it, you know? I guess, you know? So... That email will be in the description from this episode and moving forward. Uh. I have a domain name, AnthonyGaston.com. I've had it for like a year, but I just don't have a website. Like, I always delete him. And I'm thinking of just, you know, starting maybe like a blog or something with all the podcast episodes there so that there's a landing place for you guys, you know, uh, to respond and to react to podcast episodes and stuff. So there may be a blog coming in the near future the Anthony Gaston podcast blog. and also, there is a subreddit. I've only used it once, okay. So <laughs> don't expect me to use a lot. Uh, I might, depending on you know how many people join it. But it is the Anthony Gaston podcast subreddit, and I'll be putting a link to that in the description as well. Quality of life improvements, guys. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> and later, I will be switching hosting providers for my podcast. So you may or may not experience some interruptions in the listening of the podcast in the near future. Okay. So just be prepared for that. You shouldn't experience any interruptions, uh, but I will be switching from a free to a paid hosting service. That way, you know, I have more ownership in my content and, you know, my podcast is actually mine, you know, so... Oh, and lastly, but not leastly, uh, (laughs) I will probably be starting a Discord server in the near future. It'll be free, there won't be any, you know, sort of like, hey, you gotta pay to join it or something like that. It's simply for me to just be able to communicate directly with the listeners, you guys, and you know, for you guys to connect directly with me. I don't have social media. So we're gonna be talking about that later in one of our topics about not having social media. But as of right now though, (laughs) I doubt, I deleted it all, okay? So Discord and subreddits will be like the only way and emails will be the only way to directly contact me, your host, Anthony Gaston. So get ready for those quality of life improvements. And hopefully the podcast can just continue to grow as I learn and get better throughout this space. It's been a long time since I've been doing this, you know, but I still want to make sure that I am the topest tier of myself when I am doing this. So thank you all just for sticking with me uh, through these 33 episodes and, you know, it, it, it's really incredible. I love it! I do! I do! I do! I really do! Okay, it's like my better than is. It out. I'm a lobbyist. God, uh. <laughs> so thank you all. Seriously, though, one more round of applause for quality of life improvements in making the podcast overall better for you all and for myself. <sighs> now, on to the topics. Ooh. So, on today's podcast, we'll be discussing a few mental health-related subjects, okay? Uh, one will be, are mushrooms a good way to treat depression? Uh, I know some people who have, um, who have experimented with mushrooms. I am one of those people who have experimented with, experimented with mushrooms in order to uh, treat, self-treat my depression. And I would like to discuss that a little bit more. So there's that. And then setting social media boundaries will be another topic, as well as how to cope with being laid off. Okay, I recently lost a job and I'm now starting a career. So I would like to discuss some of the ways, you know, to to cope with being laid off and then also moving on with your life and getting a new job and career. So it should be a pretty fun uh, podcast today. Uh, I'm not going to be making fun of Martha Stewart. <laughs> Even though I wasn't wrong. I was not wrong about what I said, okay? Like, Jesus. I looked it up, and I seen that I wasn't the only person who felt that way about her age, okay? Jeez, it's crazy. It's like, why, Martha, why? And actually, I'll, I'll get into it briefly, okay? Uh, so, basically, Yesterday, if you didn't listen to the episode yesterday, um, Violence or Martha Stewart, episode 32, I did briefly discuss Martha Stewart and I didn't discuss her. I was more disgusted in her and then I was making fun of her. <laughs> it's not the nicest thing to do uh, as someone who likes to focus on mental health, but I, people make fun of me all the time. So it's like, come on now, we gotta take it. We gotta take it. It's life, okay? God, it's life. But, um, uh, There was someone who actually There was an article that I read yesterday um, I don't know who wrote it um, Sorry I can't get the name of the person Who wrote the, the article But you know they Some interesting quotes from the article Just in regards to Martha Stewart You know Are, are this Like she says I want to uh, You know I'll start from the top <laughs> Not only do I agree With Zoe Williams article was, There was an article uh, That is titled, is Martha Stewart's Sports Sports Illustrated Cover a Diversity Breakthrough? No, it's just window dressing. And that was an article from yesterday uh, or two days ago, the sixteenth, whatever, two days ago. And she continued to say, I'd like to take it one step further. As a woman now in my 50s, I feel that Martha Stewart's appearance is a reflection of the media's pressure on women to look a certain way as we age. Why do we have to look at a model in her 80s without a single wrinkle? What's real about that? We'll start truly celebrating women when we recognize that with age comes much wisdom and experience. Let's see that image on the front of more magazines. I wanna feel proud of my body as I get older and released from this ridiculous, and. released from the ridiculous standards the media placed on me in my youth. My heart sank when I saw the photo in Sports Illustrated. Hey, didn't I say that yesterday? My heart sank to the bottom of my foot. I didn't read this yesterday. This is just, literally, I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt this way. <laughs> it's horrible. It was a terrifying picture. Motherfucker look 13 going on Botox. <laughs> I'm sick. But no, she continues um, and she says, now we're even being told how to age, just as I thought they weren't interested in us anymore. I see it as a cynical marketing ploy to access the consumer pounds of affluent members of society. My teenage years were painful and filled with struggles as a result of what I was told to look like by the magazine and billboards around me. Please leave me to enjoy my old age. And that was Kelly Hosking Okay So I mean I'm just I'm not trying To just deliberately Make fun of Martha Stewart You know Just to get some jokes off Genuinely When I think about it Like there are so many Sociological Uh Factors that go into play with women in their bodies I'm not a woman, but I know I'm a male And you know, there are standards that males even have to follow Like I know so many dudes, so many guys, okay Who are trying to get buff and ripped and weigh 240 And be able to bench press 300 fucking 400 pounds And like I, I, and this is no offense to you guys But I don't think that that you're doing that for yourself Okay, and I, you know, these people I know personally, you know, I like literally people who I would probably consider my best friends at a time are the ones that I'm talking about right now. Like, they literally are gym heads, bro. Like, they're in a gym every single day. It's it's no miss gym days, and it's just like, yo, I understand what you're trying to do. You want to get your your health and everything right, and blah blah blah, but to me, I don't think that you're doing it for you. I think that you're doing it because there's a standard that's been set, especially with social media and like uh, Instagram for sure, uh, where, or even TikTok where there are a lot of these different workout videos. If you're not healthy, you're a loser type shit. And even with the alpha male, alpha beta male type of conversation that goes on where, you know, the alphas are supposed to be these big buff ass niggas who are, you know, strongest shit. They can lift up a fucking car if they got to save a baby from underneath it. Like you're not fucking Superman, but I get it. I get it. God. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's like, I, like I said, I understand the process. You want to get yourself, you want to get your body your mind and everything right. But there's a limit if you ask me. And I think that there should be more discussions in the psychology of that. Like, why are you continuing to put your body through this strain for a look? Uh, but, you know, that's not... It's not up to me to decide those people's vision. You know, how they see themselves is how they... Or, you know, how they picture themselves is how they want to see themselves. Um, unfortunately, I've never felt that way about myself. Like, I've I've had moments where I felt uh, a lack of confidence. And I've had moments where I felt... Um, Overconfident And it's never for me personally had to do with my body It's more or less how I How I just think about myself and how I feel Like you know it's not anything like Oh if I If I work out and I get a fucking six pack Nine eight pack abs and shit like that It's like That's gonna make me feel sexy You know that's That's not true Like I honestly just be feeling sexy When I just walk around the house naked And I'm skinny as fuck And you know I'm, I'm okay with that So I don't know, I think everybody should just focus on like what generally makes them happy and not just an image. And I think that's what this Martha Stewart cover is continuing to, continuing to, uh, to display for, for, especially for the youth, like as you're getting older and older, you should be doing these things like Botox and keeping yourself young. I mean, even like males, there has been a massive increase in males getting uh, surgery done to make themselves appear a certain way. And at what point in our lives do we just accept the body that we have and accept who we are and just, you know, live with it and not try to live against it or work against it or, you know. Just be yourselves. How hard is that to just be yourself? God damn it. Keep working out, though. Stay healthy, stay fit. But, I mean, God damn it. You don't got to look like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, bro. You don't. And then you motherfuckers is doing this shit and you're not even in strongback competition. Go do a competition. God, you're just working out for the fucking Instagram. Just something better. <laughs> 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 it's not my business. It is, though, because, like, I've even been in that trap. Like, I have felt like I am lesser than because I'm not as buff as some nigga. But I'll fuck you up, nigga, so I'll shoot you, motherfucker. <laughs> I got guns for niggas like you. Nah, <laughs> nah but, uh, that you know, you know, ah, fuck. I was trying my hardest not to say that quote, but I'll bleep it. But, um, yeah, I think everybody should just look at themselves and just love themselves. Like, you know, love yourself. Be healthy, but just love yourself. God, your stomach is, is cute, ma. Like I like that little pudge in your stomach. <laughs> oh shit. So outside of Martha Stewart, um I really wanted to get into you know I'll start since we're talking about social media. I'll start with this topic on setting social media boundaries. Um I read an article earlier, and actually let me pull it up really quick cause I had some quotes. This article is from Springer Link. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the chapters. So if you go scroll to the bottom and look at the chapters, the link will be there. And uh, the article is from 2017 and it's titled Social Media Use and Mental Health Among Young Adults. And the abstract, I'll just briefly uh, read some Hearts. It basically states in recent years, many parents, advocates, and policymakers have expressed concerns regarding the potential negative impact of social media use. Some studies have indicated that social media use may be tied to negative mental health outcomes, including suicide, suicidality, loneliness, and decreased empathy. Other studies have not found evidence for harm or have indicated that social media use may be, benef- may be beneficial for. I can't read at all, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, here it was. Other studies have not found evidence for harm or have indicated that social media use may be beneficial, beneficial for some individuals. Their current correlation study examined 467 young adults for their time spent using social media, the importance of social media in their lives, and the tendency to engage in vague booking, which is posting unclear but alarming sounding posts to get attention. The outcomes considered included general mental health symptoms, including suicidal ideation, loneliness, social anxiety, and decreased empathy. The results indicated that social media use was not predictive of impaired mental health functioning. However, vague booking was predictive of suicidal ideation, suggesting this particular behavior could be a warning sign for serious issues. Overall, results from this study suggest that with the exception of vague booking Concerns regarding social media use May be misplaced Ooh. Now in another article By Amy Orban Again from 2017 Link will be in the chapters You know she states that It has not been proven that Instagram Is worse for young mental health um, And that we need to stop Misleading the public with social media Pseudoscience Ooh. I'm wondering, and the only reason, you know, or the only questions that I really ask myself sometimes are, is there a limit that we need to put on social media? Is there such thing as too much social media? And does social media really affect, like, the way that we think, act, and behave? I'll do more research into it, that way I can kind of get a better understanding, or or this would be a good time to ask AI. Yeah, so let's ask AI. Okay, so we've got our answers. So I asked exactly what I just said. Is there a such thing as too much social media and does social media impact the way that young adults act, think, and behave? Now, this answer comes from artificial intelligence with references from the Mayo Clinic, psychology.sdsu.edu, and more. So like six more references. So based on this, or the answer says, based on web search results, there is some evidence that social media can have negative effects on young adults, such as depression, anxiety, body image issues, and reduced life satisfaction. However, these effects may depend on how much and how teens use social media. Some studies suggest that using social media for more than three hours a day or using it passively or for feedback seeking can be more harmful than using it for less time or for communication and self-expression social media can also have some positive effects such as providing support entertainment and education therefore it may not be a simple yes or no answer to whether there's a such thing as too much social media it may depend on the individual and their goals and needs uh i always get a round of applause to these answers because it's like so clear and concise and i appreciate that uh one thing in this that i i kind of take from is you know, trying to use it for feedback and uh, attention-seeking. I feel like I fall into that habit, like uh, what did it just call Vague booking, I think it was called. Uh, Let me see if I got that term correct. I think it was called vague vague booking, but you know, with that, I feel like I have fallen into that sometimes where I do postings trying to get attention and i hate it i hate it when i do that cuz i'm like why am i trying to get attention for these people like why why do i want to say this like specifically to be triggering and to get attention like it it's no reason to even be doing that <laughs> like definitely come come i definitely come from the troll era where it's like hey you go post some shit that's going to be controversial laugh at it and then let that shit sink into everybody else who actually might be having you know who actually might be triggered from that content but like I have fallen into that where that feeling of just not caring about anybody's reactions or feelings to something that I post like, and I have even posted at times where I um trigger warning have a thought about attempting suicide or even was in the process of about to do it, and I'm like, you know what, let me fucking post on social media just because like I just might want to say bye this time, like extra shit, so I definitely had to take a break from social media I had to delete it uh because I really felt like I was um I was kind of overdoing it you know and I wouldn't spend three hours that when I check my activity on the phone it shows like I'm spending way more than three hours on social media and it's more than one platform so deleting all of them like and letting them delete after this 30 days is probably one of the most like relieving things I've felt in a long time and you know I followed up asking AI, like, is it healthy to delete all of your social media? And you know, based on the web search results, it says that, you know, there are some benefits to deleting it as well as some drawbacks. Uh, The benefits like increasing your personal productivity by reducing distractions and time wasting, improving your mental health by lowering your anxiety, depression, and stress levels, increasing your focus by avoiding multitasking and information overload. Boosting your creativity by stimulating, by stimulating your imagination and originality. Saving you money by reducing your exposure to ads and peer pressure. <laughs> I I honestly think that I feel each one of these benefits. Like, now, in the process of not having the social media, you know? I feel like I'm not wasting my time just swiping through reels and videos and content that is so toxic or looking for specific people and trying to, like, basically almost fucking Facebook stalk people without Facebook stalking. Like it's, (laughs) especially like with my ex, like it was times where I'm like, damn, I want to go to her profile and see what the fuck she got going on. But luckily she keeps a private profile. So I don't have to get stuck into that loop of, of doing that, you know? And then even just thinking like that is something that made me want to delete social media. Like why do I need to go and look at this person's profile? And I saw her doing that to me too. Like there were times where I, I would see her on my story view list and it's like, why are you looking at my shit if you don't even respond to my texts? So that feeling, <laughs> that feeling of confusion and and wanting to just speak to certain people and stuff like that is all, at least for the most part, it's gone by the pressure. Like I don't have to look at it or be on those platforms and, and feel like I want to do that. When it's all deleted, it's like that option is gone. And I do feel like it also boosts my originality and creativity and my imagination because my takes on my podcast are not gonna be something that you hear from someone else. If we have the same take or similar takes, that you know, the consensus might just be that general. But for the most part, you know, my takes and, and the way that I think and process information is my own thought and thinking. Like I don't look for other people's opinions to justify my own. I read articles and Use Google Scholar, like, trying to actual, actually go to studies and surveys and stuff like that. I don't just look for a social media opinion to back up mine. Um, And then the drawbacks. I didn't get into the drawbacks of deleting your social media, it, which includes losing contact with friends and family who use social media to communicate, missing out on news events and opportunities that are shared on social media, and then feeling isolated or disconnected from your community or interests, Uh which is also true. Like, you know, you I do feel those drawbacks as well. You know, I definitely lost contact with a lot of friends and family who are on social media. As a matter of fact, all of my friends and family, I communicate with social media. I mean, there were very few people that I actually texted, especially when I switched like phones from Android to iPhone. And I didn't and I purposely didn't bring over all my contacts. So I only literally have, I think, like 10 10 numbers in my phone if that it might be even less than 10 numbers in my phone so i'm i wasn't texting and calling people like that it was very few people that i was actually calling and texting and you know deleting social media obviously has completely isolated me from like i said all of my friends all of the family members that i talked to on social media and i don't miss it necessarily i know that's mean to say (laughs) But I really don't You know Cause I mean And I think I've even briefly Mentioned this before It felt like It Everything felt fake uh, People's communication with me Felt fake uh, You know The sense of friendship And companionship That I that That is on social media To me doesn't even feel real at all So In a way Even though I am missing That communication uh, You know I don't I don't feel that it's a negative effect because literally just the way that I process friends on Facebook, friends on social media, Instagram followers and you know, all that shit. It genuinely doesn't even feel like a real connection to me. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't need that in my life. I don't need a whole bunch of people who are just fucking with me. just, because they knew me if that makes sense like i i want people to actually genuinely care about me cuz i the people who i genuinely care about i do genuinely care about you know if i reach out to you to check up on you it's because i actually genuinely care about you not because i saw you posted some something alarming on facebook like i i don't give a fuck about what you post on facebook how are you doing um and that's what i want you know that's what i want from a person i don't want that feeling of You know, somebody wanted me just because they can post me on Facebook or something like that. Like, I I want a real, I want real substance in my relationships, if that makes sense. Uh, And I don't feel isolated or disconnected. Uh, I, I didn't have a lot of Facebook communities or online communities that I was a part of. So I'm so used to just already being in my own box, like feeling isolated or disconnected actually to me sometimes feel good. A lot of time it feels way better. Than being surrounded by a bunch of people where I get anxiety and nervous and all this type of shit. Like I I want to avoid that and feel as best as I can. And deleting social media to me has has kind of let me regress back into a feeling where I am comfortable with myself. And I don't need to to go out fishing for things on social media: feedback, attention, whatever. I'll ask for it on this podcast. I don't give a fuck about going on Facebook to go and ask somebody how what they think about my podcast. I genuinely don't. And I honestly don't even believe it when they say that they're listening. I know that's weird to say, but I don't because I see my analytics and I see where people listen to my podcast from. And I, you know, I can correlate that with people that I know and people who say that they listen. And then I will just flat out not believe you based on that evidence that I have that you're not showing up in my analytics your city is not showing up in my analytics you're you know (laughs) and that's a fucked up way to think about things but that's literally how I how I process it and like I said a lot of social media friendships and validation to me just feels fake it feels fake and it feels forced so avoiding it honestly has like I said let me regress back into feeling more comfortable with myself comfortable with my own opinions and I think I'm just gonna stick to it for a while I I don't know when I'll get back on social media at some point I probably will have to uh but as of right now I'm very comfortable just not having it uh and by the way you don't even need profiles to just see like if there's a news article like on Twitter or some shit you don't need to have a Twitter account to see it you can just go click on Twitter and see it same with instagram if you want to see an instagram post like from the shade room or some shit you don't have to have an account you can just go and click this shit on the on on a link and you can see the same thing so uh, it, it to me it's been very relieving like i said i don't know if or when i will be back on social media but soon enough i might be who knows but if you want to connect with me or contact me you can uh via reddit and discord Uh, Links in the description Uh, Not the Discord yet I don't have the Discord server yet But I will I will I will Oh Now Let me see This pod is running a little long 33 minutes I'm debating If I want to continue on with these other topics uh, Like are mushrooms a good way to treat depression Or how to cope with being laid off Let me think I think I'm gonna do how to cope with being laid off, and save the mushroom one for tomorrow's podcast. Good idea. Good idea. Ooh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how to cope with being laid off? Now, this article comes from very well Mind, link in the uh, chapters, and you know i'll start with this my my job search life, whatever however you want to say it has been questionable uh, <laughs> there are times where <laughs> there are times where I just apply for a job because I just need a fucking job. There are times where or most recently where I have been particularly targeting jobs that are in my career field that are that are in line with my major and my studies in psychology and thankfully i can say that i'm about to finally start my career so you know that is gonna be great It's it's a career in behavior and i get to actually you know study human behavior and take very detailed uh, notes and I get to take that information and try to improve on someone's behavior based on things that I get to teach them and train them on. And it's very, very awesome. I don't get to create the trainings, but luckily our board has very, very great information and trainings that I can work with, you know, and... That's going to be extremely fun for me to be starting a new career. But this comes off of me just losing a job. And I have been out of work for months. <laughs> for months. <laughs> Trying to get a job. Bro. Like, God damn it. It's been extremely difficult. And I, I'm not lying when I say that there are a lot of times where I wanted to give up just wanted to quit and i i didn't you know i I stuck to it i stuck to my to my guns and stuck to myself and i just continued being patient patience is water patience is the wave and we have to remain patient sometimes especially when starting a new career now like i said this is just coming off of me getting fired in february so from march April, it's now May, I've been out of work for about two months, dude, and it's it's been hard. This <laughs> is so hard. And there, I'm not the only one. <laughs> there have been massive amounts of layoffs in this last in this year in general, and people are losing jobs left and right, man. <laughs> But like I said, that's why I didn't look for another job. I looked for a career field that pays well. Something that I feel like I will enjoy, actually enjoy and get some sense of like, uh, uh, what is the word? I can't think of the word. Some sense of contentment, I guess, with the job that I'm doing. Because my last job, housekeeping, cleaning rooms, bullshit job, dude. It was a fucking bullshit job. It paid well though but it sucked balls and i did not like it i didn't like doing it uh i hated going into work i hated the shitty food that they gave us every day and i was it sucked man it sucked, it sucked. <laughs> but you know in this article it states that the first month of the year and this article is actually from february 2023 And uh, it says, the first month of the year has just been bleak for the media industry. There have been, uh, you know, lots of layoffs in the industry, in the media industry. Luckily, I'm not working in media. And um, layoffs hurt a lot more than just your ego. And this is a direct quote from the article. Abrupt changes to your financial stability, such as being laid off, can be traumatic. This shift disrupts your ability to find a sense of safety and security while navigating a capitalistic society. Ooh. <laughs> and that was from Kenya Crawford, who is a licensed psychotherapist and racial equ- equity consultant. And, you know, there has been research as recent as August, 2022, like this study from the American Journal of Epidemiology, which demonstrates a link between unemployment and poorer mental health. Ooh. So, not only are you poor financially, your mental health is also very poor. <laughs> I know how that feels. I'm going through it right now, goddammit. I am, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, even this Zip Recruiter. Um, In 2022, ZipRecruiter Job Seeker Confidence Index found 26% of people currently looking for a job had been laid off recently. And of the layoffs reported to ZipRecruiter, only 29% reported receiving severance. I didn't get anything. I didn't even get unemployment. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? And uh, with your health insurance being tied to employment or temporary packages given to former employees, the anxiety around being laid off increases exponentially. Uh quote from Aber Robinson states: Often these individuals feel so off balance that what they are really experiencing internally is fear, sadness, confusion, and anxiety. Ooh! Literally, I felt all four of those: fear, sadness, confusion, and anxiety. Losing my job, I felt all four. Uh, you know, you literally you lose your sense of security when you're not working. Uh, you know. Work is how you pay your bills. I lived by myself for the longest. Thank God I have a roommate right now. I had to, had to force myself to get a roommate. But, um, you know, when you don't, ha- or when you lose your job security, you do lose your health insurance. You know, with my health insurance came my therapy, it came my, you know, being able to visit my psychologist, it came, you know, with me being able to actually get medication and treatment for, for my mental health uh, issues. So, losing my job made me even lose a sense of security in my mental health. It made me feel like, oh shit, now I don't have insurance. How the fuck am I gonna get my medication in three months? How am I gonna do this and that, you know? And it's just more and more stress added on top of all the bills that you have to pay. So, don't be like me and just try to get through it. You have to try to cope with this loss and you have to try to get better. So. How can we care for our mental health in the face of a layoff? In this article as well, it states a significant aspect of this involves separating your identity from your workplace. Work towards decentering your work from your life, says Crawford. Your job should not be your only priority in life. If there is anything we've learned from these layoffs is that you and your work can be terminated at any point. To this end, Crawford recommends creating a regular ritual of sorts that symbolizes the end of your workday. It could be anything from a usual walk every day at five, a few minutes dancing to a song or a grounding meditation. This habit can be especially beneficial in creating a separation when working from home. If you're unsure about the future of your job or unhappy with it, look into other opportunities while you explore other options. Start creating a transition plan to leave, says Crawford. Your job should not be your only priority in life. You know, and that sits heavy with me only because I feel like my jobs have been a part of my identity. Uh, like, I prayed for that last job. I know it was just housekeeping, but I literally prayed for that job because I needed to make a certain amount in order for me to sustain living by myself. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and then I finally found a housekeeping job. It, you know, I t- it took me like three months to get that job, and then once I finally got it, you know, they, they start you off by saying, hey, you are a Venetian. As a part of this company, you are a Venetian. You're not working here at the venetian you are a part of the venetian they give you all these ideas on career growth and you know we'll work with you we give you the great insurance so that you can take care of your mental health and blah 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 blah. but at the same time you still fired me (laughs) even though I was telling you the reasons that I was coming late and all this type of stuff and I was getting on new medications I hadn't adjusted and blah 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 it didn't matter none of that mattered like Crawford said my job can be terminated at any point regardless of what I'm going through so I should not have even in that moment identified myself with my job and I did you know it's very tough for me not to do that and I did that uh, I feel like I've done that at all my jobs, honestly, except a, a few where I work from home and I was just literally I was in that mind space where this is just a job. It it's not my life, it's a job. And I had to get back to that. Um, you know, in the career field that I'm going into now, even though I'm very proud that I'm in a in a career field, I'm very proud that I'm a licensed uh behavior technician, and you know, it's it's nice that I have that that feeling of of security. But at the same time, I have to I have to continue to remind myself that even though this is a this is a career, it is still a job and I can possibly lose it at any moment. And I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to continue to stay in that mindset. And I and I'm going to continue to work on that. But, you know, there's always learning. There's always growth. And and now that I'm starting to be a little bit more aware, self-aware and mindful you know, I have to pay attention to the little things like continuing to stay in that mindset of this is a job. Even though it is a career, it is still a job. I'm here to make money, pay my bills. And if for some reason I start to get in that feeling like I may lose it, I need to start looking for something else. I wish I had done that when I was working before. Because if I had already started looking for something else and been prepared then the transition would have been so much easier. But now that I have to fall all the way back and then transition into something new, it's almost like I'm a fucking caterpillar who has to go back into the chrysalis and come out a butterfly. Like I have to, I have to go back into this hardened state of nothing, right? Where it looks like I'm, not, I don't have anything. I'm not eating. I'm just in this this cocoon, and then I have to emerge out as a butterfly. Unfortunately, it's harder this way, but evolution has showed us that caterpillars seem to succeed a lot better once they have their wings and they're able to fly so that's that's what I'm trying to do I'm a beautiful butterfly or a moth or whatever you know or a beetle something <laughs> I'm trying Oh) <sighs> uh. Kenya Crawford continues in this article, and she says, as you navigate this, lean on those around you for opportunities and support if your mental health is suffering. Talk about your concerns. Someone may not be able to control being laid off, but it will only cause more harm to hold all those thoughts and feelings in, says Robinson. Loved ones may not be able to provide a solution or offer employment, but just speaking about one's feelings can provide tremendous relief. Again, I wish I read this article when I was feeling like my job was falling down and crumbling because i felt that for months and i didn't try to try to find something else i just kept trying to to fix it resolve my issues at the company and i definitely should have been just trying to move on or even talking about it because i didn't even i only talked about it to my therapist and she gave me some tips and ideas but I, i think i only talked about it like twice you know uh i was very proud to tell her that i was going back to school very proud to tell her that i you know. Potentially found a career and stuff like that and in, in behavior. But I you know, I, I can't live in regret, but I do wish that I had transitioned a lot easier just to protect my mental health and make sure also not even my mental health, but just protect my financial financial security and stability as well. Because I didn't. Now if you're learning or taking anything away from this, take care of yourself. <laughs> and take care of each other you know if somebody's depending on you or relying on you for their emotional security be that person for them you know don't just be a numbskull like me (laughs) and the sad part is i i am very aware of being someone's emotional security and there are times where i know purposely that i'm not being that for someone and that's just so selfish and narcissistic (laughs) and tomorrow we're going to be discussing some more some 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 traits of a narcissist and things like that because i want to know if i am a narcissist i'm taking the test i'm taking the test i have been called a narcissist and i really want to know if if i am uh but this pod is running long it's been a long time i should have left you (laughs) but Very informative, very informative Now, read those articles I'm gonna put the links in the chapter uh, In the chapters So you'll be able to click on those And and follow along and read them And hopefully take care of yourself a little better Uh, Take care of your mental health It's important We all are grasping at our mental health Like it's a fucking straw And it's not It's us how we behave, the reasons why we behave, and we have to understand the reasons and why we're thinking the ways that we think and act the way that we do. So, again, continue to take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. And leave feedback, comments, responses, and I will be here to respond and help you the best way that I can. If you need mental health resources or anything like that, hit me up. I got them. I got all the links. All the links in the world. Uh, (laughs) So... Take care. Breathe. And you know, box a breathe. We'll 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 get into it tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. <laughs> what the dog doing?